Greetings from Hannibal, Missouri. And welcome to Rivertown Review, the podcast. An informative and hopefully entertaining look at all things Hannibal. With Megan Rapp. People tend to come, visit, they like it here, they move here. And Harold Smith. In our biased viewpoint, this part of the country, this community, is an excellent place to be from. And now, Rivertown Review, the podcast. And we welcome you. It is episode 25 of the Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith. And I'm Megan Rapp. And uh, Megan, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, is is back among the living. Uh, Ish. <laughs> okay. Thanks to yeah. Thanks to thanks to Dayquil, uh, who doesn't sponsor us, but you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, may, yeah we may uh, maybe just the opening we need there for that kind go. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned you. Uh, hey, wait, so what you got to do for us? Yeah, yeah. We'll get a crate of night of Dayquil yeah, on the on the front porch. As soon as they feel better, I will. Yes. Of, of, our, of our virtual front porch. That's right. Yes. Uh, and uh, we again, as always, we thank you for for joining us. Uh, it is uh, it is humbling in a dominant sort of way that. Uh, uh, you have uh, chosen to join us for the Rivertown Review podcast, and we have made it to episode 25. That means we are fully adults. We should be out of the basement by now, right? <laughs> I, would, I would hope so. Well, I don't know. At least, at least out of the bathrobe and slippers anyway, you know, trying to, trying to you know, hack into people on our computer in the basement or whatever. So we're, we're, we're done with that anyway. Oh, yeah, fully, fully legal. That's right. And, it, and one of the reasons why uh, we decided that we wanted to do this uh, Rivertown Review podcast is all of the neat people that we get to cross paths with. And one of those uh, is in studio. Oh, I feel very special. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Mo- Melissa Cummins, is. Uh, she has this great big long title with the Mark Twain Boyhood Home and Museum, and I can never remember it. <laughs> It's Marketing and Community Relations Manager. Uh, there you go. So, so, look, we're the community, and she's come to relate with us. Uh, there you are. Right. She's come to relate to the community. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and and also, uh, along the way, uh, you uh, uh, are the coordinator of the Tom and Becky program. That's correct. I wear many hats, but all of us at the museum wear many hats. Mm, yeah, as a matter of fact, in the interest of full disclosure, that's the thing. We always realize that... People could be listening to this podcast at any mm-hmm. time of the year, but uh, as we record this, it is Halloween, and Melissa will need to leave us to go uh, assemble a graveyard. Yeah, we're going to um, put together a graveyard in the Boyhood Home Gardens for Halloween this evening, so you'll have to come by and check out Hill Street. All right, there you go. Yeah. Come check that out. <laughs> and uh, also, in the interest of full disclosure, since <laughs> this is Halloween, and since we're going to be talking about the Tom and Becky program, Megan has come dressed as Tom this morning. I, yes, I have. A complete with straw hat that I... That straw I, hat, freckles and all. Pilfered, yes, mm. and freckles, and so, yes, Tom, Tom Sawyer. I can already tell you're going to take my picture for this podcast. Uh, right oh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't dream of it. You, you seem to have an aversion for that sort of thing, so well, I... Well, considering I'm, I'm back from the, the, the dead, practically, no. It, no you know, no. it is... Tis the season for allergies and colds. That's yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We we have running a little bit of a roller coaster this time of year. We've had seventies and we've had fifties and we've had frosts and, and, and for everything. those random ten of you listening in France, <laughs> yeah, tis, right. tis the fall France. and it can be seventy and, or it could be forty or it can be seventy. And 40 in the same day. In the same day. And you know, sometimes within just a very short period of time. Yeah. And, I, and, and I had mentioned to you off the air, looking, you know, you talked about downloads from France 
uh, we had downloads from the from Bangladesh and the Russian Federation for, no. for this podcast. Mm. Yeah, we're still trying to. We're, 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 we're going to get us put on a list, Harold. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. No, we. Yeah, it's hard telling. Yeah, yeah we're, we're we can, not that influential. No, no. Yeah, if people are, yeah, cheap people. Oh, what, what? What is kind these? of special people do you have on this show? Um, hey. Not nobody that special uh, that they would. Uh, at Not least, yet. At That's least. for episode twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere Some down the road. Episode. Yeah, that's right. But uh, uh, Melissa, as far as the of course, when we've talked, we've had episodes before where we've talked we've about talked. fictional characters mm-hmm. from Hannibal, and probably the original fictional characters uh, from Hannibal. Although officially in the book, they were from. St. St. Petersburg. Petersburg. Well, Mm -hmm. technically, I don't know. Does pen name count as a fictional character? I mean, Mark Twain Twain. sometimes referred to himself as two different people. There was Sam Clements. There was Mark Twain. So we've talked about Mark Twain. We've done some fun um, talking about some of his quotes. We still haven't played Is It a Twain Quote or not. I'm super excited for that one. Yeah. Um, We're going to get her rolling about uh, Mark Twain quotes, whether he actually said it or not. I've already (laughs) vented my spleen on Val Kilmer what I think of his Mark Twain. (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah. If you haven't haven't listened to that podcast. Listen to where she she reams Val Kilmer a brand new one. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he goes to bed every night crying because of the the strong talking to that he got on this podcast. Um, but and we've talked, you know, of course, about Molly Brown. We have not yet interviewed anybody from the Boyhood Holland Museum. Yes. Cool, so so excited have, to be the first one. Yes, yes. indeed. And and every time, anytime uh, Melissa gets behind a microphone, she harkens <laughs> back to her her Mizzou, uh, Mizzou J, 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 J school J school days. Yeah, when when we have her on on the radio, uh, I sometimes I have other things to do, and uh, she comes in and she she knows where the microphone gets plugged in. I just and, set it all up. I'm and I want to make sure before the program actually starts that I'm in here because one of these days I'm going to come walking. I'm in, just going to take over. She's going to be sitting in my chair. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, if, if I want to distract her, all I got to do is say M I Z. Yeah, Z O U. Exactly. So that'll <laughs> that'll that'll get her get her back on back on task. Uh, but uh, now you now Melissa, you did not grow up in Hannibal. Is that right? You're not. That is from correct. Here. Yeah. I mm-hmm. actually grew up outside of Hannibal, um, in New London, just right outside, next okay. door neighbor. Went to Mark Twain High School. And then, like you said, Harold, I went to Mizzou and graduated um, from um, the University of Missouri-Columbia and um, kind of did a full circle. I've lived, I just knocked coffee down for everyone, so Harold's not going to be happy with me. I just did a full circle and went around. I've lived in Iowa, Illinois, the St. Louis area, and then came back to this area and um, started working at the Hannibal Chamber of Commerce, actually, is where right. I started, right. and worked with the Tom and Becky program um, there, um, was... Um, asked to um, be active with that program after my $2 went through as Becky's sure. mm-hmm. and um, actually love the program. So it's cool that we're going to talk about that because I am um, a true advocate for the Tom and Becky program, not only for um, the community, what they provide for the community, but what the program 
provides for the youth that go through this program. Mm-hmm. I've seen it firsthand. And so um, then I um, moved over to the museum and still am blessed to be able to um, be the coordinator for the Tom and Becky program, um, but now work out of the museum um, with marketing community relations. So it's pretty nice. I get to work on the Hannibal Historic Marketing Committee. I'm on the Halloween Committee and the Twain on Main Committee and do a lot of um, events downtown. So very active in that. So all of your spare time is just completely Spare gone. time? What's spare time? <laughs> Megan, what is spare time? Well, and, uh, you're talking about you know these special events, and I was thinking back to when we thought we could do a podcast about some of the special annual events <laughs> in Hannibal, and it turned into two. I'm like, oh, we have to split this podcast because it's like an hour long. Mm-hmm. So it There's became something, two podcasts. Yeah. There's always something going on. And um, if you wouldn't mind, I guess I don't know if we've really talked about the Tom and Becky program. I don't think here. we have, think really. We have. No. So when we say Tom and Becky program, of course, we're talking about Tom Sawyer, Becky Thatcher, as most people, well, as we hope, most people know yeah. they, they, they are, were, are not real people. They mm-hmm. were characters from Based Mark Twain's off. Books. Based on real people. Based, Based on, on real people, people of Twain's who are, childhood. Who mm-hmm. are now probably buried in Mount Olivet. I mean, we already talked <laughs> to Donna back on yeah. episode. I don't, I don't, I don't think Laura Hawkins is Laura buried. Laura Hawkins is. She's no, not buried there, no. She's buried in Rensselaer. In, in Rensselaer. Okay, yeah, I'm not sure about Woodland, the... Woodland, Woodland Cemetery. Cemetery. Because, mm-hmm. and this... At least a misconception—I don't know if a misconception or or, or whatever—but the the general, at least my thinking was the general wisdom was that Tom Sawyer was based on Mark Twain, or yes. Sam Clemens. Correct. Yeah. The bulk of it was. He's kind yeah. of pulled a little bit of the characters of some of the other youth that he grew up with, but the bulk of the character of Tom Sawyer is based off of Samuel Clemens, mm. the, you know, as a child. Yeah. His and, shenanigans. Yeah. And, and and all the rest of his family is is buried oh. at Mount Olivet. Yeah. he's He is not. He's no. buried in, in Hartford. Hartford? No. No, in not Elmira. Hartford. In Elmira. Elmira, New York. Yeah, I just... I. I just I need to <laughs> shut up now. <laughs> I need to shut up now because you guys are the people that know this stuff, and I'm just pick up by osmosis. But anyway, uh, so so the Tom Becky program, um, obviously, like we said, Tom Sawyer, Becky Thatcher are fictional characters um, based on a conglomeration of real people. Mm-hmm. But so when we say Tom and Becky program. What is it that we are, what, what is it that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, the Tom and Becky program, actually, that um, became in existence in 1956. It was created by the Chamber of Commerce in Hannibal. Um, 1,200 youth from St. Louis were coming to Hannibal to tour the um, historic sites, the boyhood home, the cave, and they thought, how cool would it be if there were some characters relatable to Mark Twain's books that could greet these youth and help give them a tour through all of the um, sites and so they held a contest and since 1956 that contest has continued and then it started out there was one Becky and one Tom that was selected but it became evident that they needed to grow and expand on this program because there are so many appearances these kids do anywhere from 250 to 400 appearances a year um, as a group yeah, it depends. Like the year of 2010, the year of Mark Twain, um, there were around 410 appearances. And so that was a huge year. We're looking at a bicentennial year in Hannibal next year. We're mm. going to look at another amazing year and opportunities for Tom and Becky ambassadors to get out and promote Hannibal and be active in the community. And by ambassadors, that's exactly what these children are they try out for this program and now we select five boys and five girls who get to represent Hannibal as 
goodwill ambassadors. They get out into the community. They meet with tourists. They go to organizations and civic functions. I've had Tom and Becky's this year already in two weddings. They've been ring bearers, and they've also <laughs> been greeters. Yes. Um, it's, it's, isn't that amazing? Wow. So, that is cool. Yeah. Tom and Becky, this year alone, they've already been to Arkansas. Um, we're going, we go to Hartford, Connecticut, to the Mark Twain house there for an event that they have. Tom and Becky have traveled all over the world. Um, but what they do is they, they keep Mark Twain's legacy alive and plus Hannibal's legacy. They promote tourism. Um, they talk about the history. Not only do they talk about Samuel Clemens and his writings, but they also know when Hannibal was founded, who founded Hannibal, who was the first mayor. They know all about the industry, the school system. They know where things are located in Hannibal. They're just very knowledgeable. Yeah, I don't know that we've mentioned this or not, but these are junior high kids. Oh my gosh, they're 13 years old when they try out for this program. Mm -hmm. By the time they leave the program, they're 14. So you're looking at 13 and 14-year-old students who can get up in front of an audience of 300 to 1,000 people and talk about Mm -hmm. Hannibal, about Mark Twain, perform, answer questions, on-the-spot questions. They get interviewed all the time. They've been on major news um, channels. They've been in magazines. Um, they're they're just very well known and um, great representatives of Hannibal. Yeah, and and uh, and you you alluded to this a little bit when when you're talking about being ambassadors. I mean, they have been they have been to Japan. Yes, they've been to they've been to Disney World. That's right. Yeah. They've walked in the White House. I believe it. Um, now I hope he doesn't mind. I mentioned him, but Dr. Curtis Burton was a Tom, and he got to go to the White House and walk barefoot <laughs> in the White House. It's one of his greatest <laughs> stories and memories of being Tom Sawyer. So if you're out there, Curtis, I just mentioned you but um yeah so these kids have been everywhere we've been they've been to bermuda um they were there um representing um the um bermuda's history and Rich, yeah was that what it was because you were with us megan that year the anniversary of, of bermuda yeah, you know, they were that, celebrating their four hundredth year as a country. That's kind of when I got to know Megan actually, because my daughter was the Becky that the year. Becky. Megan was working um, for the Hannibal Convention and Visitors Bureau. Mm-hmm. She was representing them. My daughter um, was representing um, the Tom and Becky program, and we went to Bermuda for a week, and it was an amazing opportunity for them. They had to meet the premier of Bermuda, and and um, Bermuda uh, Twain is huge in Bermuda. I mean, mm-hmm. you shouldn't. Be surprised by now to know that Twain is huge in all, all of these right. yeah, Twain, is, Twain is huge everywhere. Yeah. I think he has a quote that said, Bermuda is heaven on earth, mm-hmm. is Mark Twain's quote. Um, he loved Bermuda. There's some great pictures of Mark Twain in his swimming costume. <laughs> <laughs> if you know anything yes. about swimming costumes in like, you know, the turn of the century, I don't you, care who it is, they're hilarious. If I can find that picture, you may have just saved yourself getting a picture of I yourself. I will find you that picture. Yeah. I I know exactly what book that picture is. Uh, okay, yeah. Thank you, Milton. Yeah, Metzger, I believe it oh. is. Yeah, because we're all we we always put whenever we post on Facebook that the next episode is up. Of course, it's you know everybody knows that people may pay more attention to a Facebook post because a picture one. Oh, there you yeah. go. Well, you mm-hmm. definitely have to put one of oh. those up there. Thank you for joining us for the Hannibal Rivertown Review Podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Also, for comments and suggestions, you can email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com and visit us at rivertownreview.com and Rivertown Review on Facebook. You know, the thing I'm I'm um, always impressed with, and the thing that I also find 
the difficult one of the difficult things to communicate, and I, and I wonder if it's the same for you, is when say groups come to Hannibal. You know, mm-hmm. of course they want their pictures taken with Tom and Becky. You know, and and the people that come off the riverboat. You know, they they love seeing Tom and Becky. They want their pictures taken with them, but to be able to communicate to them, these aren't just a couple of cute kids that have dressed up as a costume. You know, a- ask ask them questions mm-hmm. because you're going to be amazed at what they know. So trying to make sure to ha- that they have the opportunity not only to, of course, you know, photo Snap office. that shot. But. Exactly. <laughs> but also visit with them. And I know some of the riverboats, some of the large riverboats we've oh. had, have allowed them to come on board. Yes, the captains will ask. Um, they've asked Tom and Becky actually to come and sit at the captain's table for breakfast and um, give them personal tours of the large boats. Um, so that's been, um, they've been really excited. And we're able with the five boys and five girls to, I rotate them in the schedule so they each have the opportunity to visit with each of these boats. So um, we rotate those appearances out. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, we talk about how knowledgeable they become uh, during the course of this process. Talk about the process. I know. I don't think people realize that you don't just show up on the 4th of July and stand up on (laughs) that, on the um, gazebo and then, you know, get, well, get a kiss on the cheek and you become Tom or you become Becky. It's a six month process. They sign up in February if they're interested. Um, We have an informational meeting. We have bunches of meetings prior to that. I go and I speak at the schools and I talk about the program. And then they had to present a two minute speech on why they feel they would be a great Tom or Becky or why they would like to be a great Tom or Becky or whatever. And then they have a panel of 13 judges who narrow all of the students that apply down to 12. Those 12 students then um, have to prepare for a test. And this test has two sections. It is a fill-in-the-blank test. It's not multiple choice, but it has one section that's strictly on Hannibal. It's Hannibal's history. It's um, what the tourism Hannibal, it could ask um, what the newest park in Hannibal is, what is it related to, um, anything you can think of. And then there's a section on, of course, Samuel Clemens from birth till death and just all sorts of things about him. They take that test, then they go the next day, they do an interview with a panel of five judges. And so the boys are interviewed, the girls are interviewed, the culmination of that that test and that interview narrow it down to five boys and five girls then those five boys and five girls get to prepare their costumes and they do this on their own um they seek out seamstresses or family members who help them create these costumes they come up with items in their bags so if you ever come across a tom or a becky downtown ask to see something ask what's in your bag they have so many cool items in their bags that are relative to their character and the time period that and they have amazing stories to go with these we had one tom one year that he had, I think, I'm trying to remember, it was Tanner Sublet, and he had um, a skin, I think it was a coon skin or something, and it was some silly story about he was up in a tree, the dogs had this, and he fell out of the tree on top of this coon and flattened it, or I don't know, it was the funniest story. But they come up with crazy stories for these items. So always ask to see what's in their bags, but they create their costumes, and they get gather the items for the bags. Then in June, we're, we've gone to June now. In June, they do a two-day judging um, with a panel of three judges who are very familiar with the program and um, Mark Twain and his writings in Tourism Hannibal. And they follow these um, five boys and five girls through town. And we go through all of the different sites. We go to the cave. We go to the riverboat. We take a trolley ride. We go all over the place. They stroll. We call it strolling, where they walk downtown in Hannibal, um, arm in arm, Tom and Becky, and they talk to tourists. 
fast and they engage and they these children have to be engaging they have to sometimes tourists might look at them but they may not ask them anything or walk up to them these kids have to be able to walk up to the tourists. They have to engage them in conversation. So these judges follow them. The judges will ask them questions similar to what the interviews might have been or information that would have been on the test. Those scores are kept. Then um, July 3rd, another panel of judges come, and they do the same thing, but it's a one-day process. In the morning, they follow the kids outside. They ask them questions. They observe their interaction with tourists, um, and then we break for lunch. Then they do an interview in character. So now they're interviewed as Tom or as Becky, and they have to stay in character during this interview. So if someone would ask, a judge would ask Tom, so what do you like to do? Well, he's definitely not going to say that he likes to play video games. And he doesn't like to be on his cell phone. So he has to come up, you know, he has to stay in character. And not only that, they have to use the dialogue of the time frame. They have to think about how would Tom talk, how would Becky talk in the 1800s. So there's a lot of things that they have to incorporate. And then the scores from the final judging, which the judges are from out of town they may have been um former toms or beckys or some um someone who um is um very familiar with um mark twain and his writings that comes in and judges the scores of that two-day orientation in june and that final judging and that test score that they had at the beginning all are combined together and then on the fourth of july the um official tom and the official Becky with the highest scores is is announced. And the official couple are the, the couple that get to go on the long trip. So they'll be going to Hartford, Connecticut this June for the Tom Sawyer Day that they have there and um, other things. I know they've been to the governor's mansion. They had a personal um, invitation um, to go out and visit with him. Um, a month ago. Yeah, throw, throw out the first pitch at uh, yes. Cardinal Games. They, they, yes, yes, that's the wonderful. The Hannibal Convention and Visitors Bureau has been able for the past several years to have Tom and Becky throw out the first pitch. And that's right after the July 4th. We usually have it either at the end of July or the 1st of August. We do that. And I think, too, I, I don't know if there's a special box having never been a, a Tom and Becky judge, but I think in the, for the June and July I think there should be also a box. Did Tom and Becky literally melt into a puddle? Because <laughs> never hot, some, never tired, never hungry, never hot. No. <laughs> they have. And then we also have a saying, and a lot of people, and if any of these former Toms and Beckys out there that are listening are going to know this and they're going to repeat this with me. 15 minutes early is on time. Mm-hmm. On time is late. Mm-hmm. And 15 and late is unexcusable. And my kids, um, my two daughters that went through the program still use that today. 15 minutes early is on time. On time is late and late is unexcusable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and another neat thing about you, we talk about all the process with testing and everything. Uh, there was one appearance. I don't know, I don't know where I was, but uh, uh, the, the Tom and the Becky were there. And uh, as part of the, uh, the thing, they, uh, they're, appearance there uh there was what was the the scene from tom sawyer the uh, proposal right the engagement scene the engagement scene okay (laughs) yeah yeah it's taken straight out of the book Mm -hmm. it's straight out of the book the dialogue straight out of the book um it's um when um tom sawyer asked becky thatcher if um they could be engaged and then he asked for a kiss and becky's like what's the kiss for well you know becky they all do that so (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know if you had that uh, you know, committed to memory or not. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could probably do the Tom or the Becky side. <laughs> you've only heard it a million times. <laughs> at, the, at the very least, yeah. are there? Are, is is that the main one? Are there others like that that they do during? Or is that the we main? We do one? have another one. There is another scene. Um, not all of the um, Toms and Beckys know it, um, but some of them do, and it is the. It's actually called the cave scene. And it's the scene that occurs in the book when Tom and Becky get lost and they have the string. They eat the wedding cake. And Tom takes off um, and but takes off to go find a way and he gives her the string. Well, they have a little skit that they do with that as well. And sometimes um, Linda at the cave, at the cave will um, ask them to do that. They'll ask them to do the cave scene. So that is one um, that um, we also do. Yeah. And uh, you talk, of course, you've already talked about uh, one of the former Toms is now a doctor. And and <laughs> yeah. when it comes, I would oh, imagine gosh. when it comes to, you know, movers and shakers, uh, not only in Hannibal, but of course, they, some of them. They're have, all have across scattered the world. Around. Yeah. They're all across the world. In fact, um, I won't say his name because he's judging next year, July 4th. I've already got him committed, but he's in Seattle, Washington. He's retired um, um, in the Navy. He was a submariner. And um, he's actually um, doing very well out there. And um, he is coming back um, to Judge July 3rd from Seattle, Washington. So um, we, um, these, they're just all over. And they're, that's one thing I was, you know, I mentioned earlier that not only do the um, Tom and Becky's provide so much for the community and for Hannibal and and, um, its information, but the program does so much for these, the youth that go through it. Because these, like you said, Harold, they're 13 and 14 years old. These youth, they can do an interview. You could have them in there in here and they would do a wonderful interview. They're used to that. They can speak in public. So when they go, um, they go to college and they do interviews for college or they go this application process, these kids continue to be committed to the community. They don't stop once they in their um, their years, Tom and Becky. They continue to be active in the community, active in their school, leaders in their school. And um, for the most part, they always graduate at the top, you know, the top of their class. They um, they're just continue to be wonderful and, and they come back to Hannibal, Missouri, and they get active again. They become active in civic organizations once they come back to Hannibal. So um, it's wonderful to see what growth happens in the youth. And I get to see that because when they first come on board and they try to do the engagement scene, you're talking about 13-year-old boy and girl trying to do the engagement. They're standing like a mile apart. Well, of course. And, you know, by the time they get ready, we do practices. By the time they're done, they're best friends and they're so comfortable. And they're, it just you see that growth through the year. Yeah. And Is just that, that that social interaction, you know, not only with with adults but with their peers. And oh yes. One thing that I'm especially proud of, just having having been able to see the Tom Becky program, you know, evolve and grow over the years. People might have. Um, in their mind's eye, a picture of, oh, well, Tom, of course, he has to look like a mischievous little character. And, oh, well, Becky, she probably has to be blonde-haired, blue-eyed, with curls. That, that's that's not it at all. You that's know, such looking- a misconception. Yes. It really, truly is. We have had... Um, Actually, there's no true description of what Tom Sawyer looks like in any of the books. Mm-hmm. There's no true description of him. You're, you're, um, what you envision Tom Sawyer as is probably what you've seen him in a book 
Or in a movie, yes. Sure. That's your vision of what Tom is. So Tom can be anyone. And then Becky, there is a description of her, but it doesn't matter. We have had Beckys that have been um, Asian. We have been, um, you know, all sorts of nationalities and ethnic origins. Um, it does not matter. Um, and we we want everyone to know, and we've tried to put that out there, that, that we want Tom and Becky is reflective of all youth in Hannibal, Missouri. Um, we want everyone to know that this is supposed to incorporate all the youth in Hannibal and that we want everyone to feel that they're welcome to try out for this program and be involved in this program. Yeah. Uh, in, in the inter- I know Melissa won't mention this, but uh, at the Becky Thatcher house, there is a painting where someone <laughs> uh, someone painted uh, a uh, their interpretation of Becky Thatcher and the, the Becky that they used was Melissa's daughter. <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. uh, my daughter Paige is, um, she is all through the Becky Thatcher house, but there is a portrait that was painted. Um, the artist was called Nick Koschik, and um, it was a commissioned piece by Miss Nora Creason, and um, she commissioned him to paint a portrait of Becky for the Becky Thatcher house, and so he was looking for who he thought would be the perfect ideal in his mind mm-hmm. of Becky, and he ha- he was going through an interview process of talking to different youth and Hannibal and he um they said well you should you know talk to the Beckys too he talked to her and we actually I remember taking her there to meet um in actually Laura Hawkins house Mm -hmm. is where we met and um we met him and he sat there and he talked to her and he just turned to Nora and he said this is her this is who I want (laughs) and so um she um she had the opportunity um to um be painted and so her portrait is in the Becky Thatcher house now I as a mom would love to have it hanging over my fireplace of course Um, but, you know, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that's something that you could probably find that spare change in the couch, right? Yeah, there that. you go. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but the museum actually has um, three portraits by Nick Koscheck. Um, and um, we have two that are hanging in the museum gallery. Um, on the second floor, and we have the one in the Becky Thatcher house. Um, so we have three of um, of his um, portraits. Um, he's, he is um, he does life size. Above life size, they're huge portraits, um, but he is well known for capturing expressions um, in his characters, and not always, you know, the smiley, happy, but true reflection of what's deep down in a soul. And if you look at his portraits, you're going to see that. Yeah. So for those, I mean, you know, our, our <laughs> mantra has always been, you know, if you're coming to Hannibal, if you're coming back to Hannibal. You know, whatever, wherever you find yourself as, as you listen to uh, this, all of this amazing information, uh, when you come for National Tom Sawyer Days, one of the, on the 4th of July, it's going to be the Tom and Beckys and uh, just walk up to them and strike up a conversation and they will tell you everything you ever wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, they, they, and they love to, to talk to people. I mean, that's, that's, that's what they're there for. They love to talk to people. And like Harold said, the 4th of July um, at um, Central Park, at, um, it's at noon. Come um, watch the program um, as it evolves and we select the next Tom and official Tom and Becky. And there's thousands of people that are there. It's just amazing how many people. People. And it's wonderful too in the in the crowd. You'll see um, bonnets, um, young lady ladies with bonnets, all ages. You'll see guys. Some of them will try to get in their Tom shorts, um, shirts, but um, <laughs> they're, they should just stick with the yeah. Flag. They're Toms and Beckys, um, former Toms and Beckys, and they come back for this event. And it's just it's wonderful to see all those faces in the crowd. Yeah. 
Melissa, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. We 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 have done it again, haven't we? We probably. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're just gonna have to have her back because we well, didn't yeah. get to talk about the boyhood home. But yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> that's well and, and that's with so many of our um of the interesting people that we, we talk to, um, you know, with this podcast, there there are so many facets. There's so many fun things to talk about that um, you know, we've just skimmed the surface. Don't worry, you'll be back. So we can awesome. talk about well, it. Even thanks more for things. having me. Well thank 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 you yeah. for thank you for being had. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry about the coffee spill. I tried to clean it up. Uh, there, there, in this room, in a radio studio, there are worse places you could have spilled coffee. Trust me. And you, and where the where you spilled it is not a problem whatsoever. No, for Micah get, is very forgiving. Uh, yes, it is. Oh as, no, as oh no, a, they just saw behind the curtain. Uh, oh. as, as 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 opposed to electronics and printed circuits and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. But uh, that is episode 25 of the Rivertown Review podcast. I'm Harold Smith, and I'm Megan Rapp. And Again, Melissa Cummins, thank you so much thank for you. joining us, and we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us for Rivertown Review, the podcast. For more information on all things Hannibal, visit our website, rivertownreview.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at rivertownreview at gmail.com. And be sure and join Megan and Harold next time for Rivertown Review, the podcast.